everybody. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't go back to sleep. Stay woke. Stay woke, everyone. You're here. It's 6 o'clock. It's time for the happy hour here on MutinyRadio.fm, the happiest of hours on a Friday. It is so cold outside, but uh, inside, brightly lit, and the heat off these comedians. Whoa, their sets are going to be smoking hot tonight. Ho! Keep the door closed because you want to keep this heat inside. Yeah. Um, the first three comedians on the list, I don't think they're here. So we'll just... Wait, who? Who's that? Ash, I've got Ash and Tate, Jonah Pollock, Adam Gordon. All right. You're a first comedian. I didn't see you walk in because I was in here. I have been accused of not remembering who he is, but I saw him at the brainwash. I saw him. At, I didn't see you yet. It wasn't fair. I didn't know who was in the room because I was pontificating about feminism and Marxism here in the... <laughs> I'm sorry. Can, fil- can philosophy exist in this world? I don't know. Nobody reads anymore. I bet your next comedian does. Uh, you guys are going to let... Hey, welcome to the happy hour here on MutinyRadio.fm. And be ready and clap wildly for your first comedian of the night. He's taking the bullet for you. Clap your hands wildly for Adam Gordon! Oh my god, what's going on, Mutiny Radio? Hello, general public. I was gonna sketch my set together, but since I'm going on early, I've just got a whole notebook up here. It's great, but it's the radio, so you can't see it. Um, what the fuck is going on in America? What has happened? I don't even know if I have a joke. I just want to sit here and go, what? I had to pay to bring a carry-on on a plane. I mean, is that is that how it begins with these little things? Like, and then it's just gonna grow and it just starts with these carry-ons, but like, are we going to start showing up for planes and they're gonna, they're gonna give us like a parachute harness and a rope and say, just tie in there, unless you'd like the $90 premium indoor ticket, in which case you can enjoy the sweet, sweet security of steel on your way to Dubuque. I, uh, Seriously, though, I mean, it's getting scary right now. Even before this election, we started to basically unwind every civil rights advance ever made, like voting rights are gone and uh, and affirmative action is getting unwound. And I think the only thing that's remaining is that you can't say the N-word, and that's important. I mean, that is a big one to hold on to. I really hope we keep it. Um, And it's not trivial. I mean, there's an impact to it, right? Like, like, just, just to put this in, in a, uh, let's take it out of the context of race, just so you can understand the impact on white people of not getting to say this word. Imagine you have to go into a job interview and someone just says, you know what? This is a really easy interview. You've probably got this job in the bag. Just whatever you do, don't say the word pizza. By the way, there's a lot of pictures of pizza on the wall. And he's going to sing you really great songs that have the hook pizza to it. Now just don't think about the word pizza. So that's sort of what it's like to not have to say the N-word whenever you see anyone of color, which is inconvenient. Not as inconvenient as slavery, though. That's, that's a little more inconvenient. Uh, well, I got a good point. That's, that's almost as nice as saying that's funny. First time telling that joke, I think I walked on the other side of that line. But uh, that's okay. That's okay. I have, I have some issues, as you can tell. I, um, I can't really do therapy for them because my mom is a psychiatrist, so I'll feel like I'll just have started that by losing to her. Um, so that leaves me with doing psychedelic drugs. Those work great for mental issues, except they have one side effect, which is that I wind up liking electronic dance music. Um, I heard this one song the other day that blew my mind. It just went, doom, doom, nothing is real, doom, doom. 
perception is an illusion. Doom, doom. You are a fractal impression of reality, see, experiencing itself as both experience or an experience dissolving into its own black hole in an anomaly of the space-time continuum. And I just went, wow, that is, that is deep house. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I'm so glad I recovered from the earlier thing. I'm... I'm realizing I'm I'm just an awful human being at this point. That's sort of the process of getting older and wiser. Like you you hear the like the the one consolation as you get older is uh is that you get to get wiser. What they don't tell you is that that happens in the form of going from oh fuck that guy to oh fuck I'm that guy. That's <laughs> just rough, and I I realize that all the time. I'm. Uh, I'm like 39 years old and getting into stand-up comedy, so welcome to the middle of my midlife crisis. I, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll be able to play the Jewish card. I keep thinking like the vast Jewish media conspiracy that I'm theoretically a part of will serve me. But as far as I can tell, being Jewish pretty much just means I get together with a bunch of other Jews a couple times a year and argue over whether a holiday starts tonight or tomorrow. But, um, Anyway, you guys have been wonderful. Thank you so much, and enjoy your other comics. Give it up for Pam, everyone. Give it up for yourselves. We'll see you up here. Yay, Adam Gordon, everyone. Yay, playing the Jew card at the end. I love it. Uh, funny stuff. That deep house joke. I'm sorry you didn't get enough laughs on that. These uh, comedians don't know what deep house is. They've never been to like a Burning Man party like that. If you ever go anywhere with like normal people at a real audience, they'll know exactly what that joke means. <laughs> but like deep house, come on, it is deep. <laughs> oh, Viva La Ghost Ship. Uh, your next comedian. I'm sorry. I don't want to make light of it. People died. It's terrible. But uh, I always think that if Mutiny Radio was ten times the size, we might burn up like that too. Ah! Your next comedian, he's a funny man. He makes great videos. You guys should look for him on YouTube and clap right now for Ashton Tate. Yeah. From New York all the way to Japan. Cool. All right. They all work. You guys are working, huh? Working hard. We got to Okay, I only have so little time. So, the People, if they're in a uh, car and they're at a stoplight and their headlights are out, they actually like it if you yell lights if they're turned off. Uh, but for some reason, like if they're parked and they're about to kiss in front of their house, you can't say camera action. I think that's, I think that's weird. Um, listen to a lot of, lot of right-wing radio. That's uh, like that, you know? I wish I had more right-wing friends. It's cool. Because then if, like, I have a hard time explaining something emotional, I can just go into a commercial for gold. It's a joke for people who listen to right-wing radio, which is, uh, I guess I'm going to have to go somewhere else. But uh, the that's cool. Um, you guys worry about robots taking your jobs? Because, I don't know, this isn't a, this, let's be real. Is this a job? Probably not. Are they going to take our hobbies? Is that what they're going to do? Uh... I don't know. I feel like uh, certain jobs will be okay, you know? Um, I feel like tech, you know, startups, they'll probably be okay because startups are really getting away from being in a cubicle. They're not they're not big fans of the cubicles. And uh, it's, it's a very open space environment, you know? You get to work... You get to work on a beanbag. That's that's uh, the startup thing. I just, you know, I look forward to like in five years what what constitutes 
a, a free living workspace, you know, like we thought the beanbags were cool, but we can only really concentrate if our girlfriends are arguing with us. Um, I, I think that like, you know, that they're just trying to make an environment where it's, it feels like you're working at home, right? That's, that's what uh, startups do. I feel like McDonald's is kind of like a startup because it's like, uh, you know, they're just cooking the way I would at home, you know, just using a microwave and, uh, that's what I like about it. Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't think, um, I don't think robots will take, uh, certain like office jobs because that's something that only humans can do. Like only humans can go to a job that they don't want to be at. That's a, robots can't do that. They can't, they can't think about killing their boss. Yeah, that's something we do sometimes. Uh, I do think it's pretty crazy, though, the idea of having driverless cars in the future, though. I worry about, like, kids, you know, kids growing up in a world not knowing what roadhead is. Just, yeah, it's very, it's very dangerous. Um, I think that things are pretty good. Uh, I think uh, I'm looking forward to dating when I'm older. I think that'll be pretty cool. Uh, it's true. I have a lady who lives in my apartment complex. She's 72 years old and she's still single. Yep. Uh, she says that dating is great at that age because you can see multiple guys at the same time and they'll never know because all old men smell the same. Uh, yeah. She says like the only way you can get caught is if you're cheating on your boyfriend with one of those guys who has a walker, you know, and he comes home and he's like, hey, whose tennis ball is this? Because I use Wilson and this is a Spalding. Um... <laughs> So, it's cool. Um, I think that, let's see if there's anything else. Um, no, I don't think there was anything else. That's my time. Thank you so much. My name's Ashton. Have a great weekend. Ashton Jade, everyone. Yeah, you're listening to the happy hour here on mutinyradio.fm. I don't think that Jonah Pollock is here yet, so we're going to go with our next comedian. I still need to spend a sober night with him and hear all his stories so that I can become sober someday, too. Put your hands together, everybody, for Matthew Banks. Yay! All right, how's it going, guys? I just got back home for the holidays. I was in Mississippi, and, like, I didn't realize how much racism, like, comforts me. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a warm glass of milk. I mean, you're not going to tell your friends about it. I mean, but it's funny. Like, I, I don't know. I mean... I'm not racist. I mean, a little racist. Everybody's a little racist, but, like, I don't agree with racism. I mean, but, like, it's kind of like Fox News saying, like, bacon and butter are good for you. Like, it's kind of ridiculous, but you might like it a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I got off the plane, and a guy, uh, this woman walks by this black and white couple that have a kid, and they're like, oh, my God, look, honey, a half and half. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, and I was like, that is fucking racist. Like, after I stopped laughing, I mean, we got to have a sense of humor about it. And like, I mean, I, I moved here and it was like the biggest culture shock of my life. I mean, it was unbelievable. Like, people are so sensitive here. It's ridiculous. They're so worried about offending somebody. This dude came up and told me a yo mama joke the other day. And he's like, my mom is so fast. I said, hold on, what? I was like, there are, I was like, there are no my mama jokes. I was like, you don't go to a my mama battle. Like, I, I was like, you fucking asshole, get out of here. 
you know, I always worried about shaming people. There's like slut shaming and I don't know, sex shaming, fat shaming, victim shaming. It's like unbelievable. You know, shame is like a good thing. Like shame and like pain, like pain is a great thing. Like, you know, I've been sober 10 years. You know how I got sober? Fucking shame. <laughs> shame is how I got sober. Like going to tell a cop that you know how to transport drugs in large quantities without getting caught. Probably not a good idea. You know, in jail with a guy with tattoos all over his body while you're throwing up in the little piss drain. Pain. Shame. Yeah, that's how I got sober. Shame is a good fucking thing. And like this slut shaming, like, look, if you're ashamed of being a slut, don't be a slut. Or fucking rocket. I'm all about it. If you want to be a slut, that is great news. But <laughs> if you're ashamed, it's your fault. I don't, you know, that's my thing. Like, if I'm ashamed of something, it's because it's, it's my fault. It's not somebody else's fault that I'm ashamed. Like, gay shaming is ridiculous. You should be proud. I mean, it, you know, whatever. I'm out for that. But I'm, I'm 31 years old now, and I'm like, I've eliminated everything out of my life that I don't enjoy. I'm just done. Like, I don't read anymore. I, I, I just can't stand it. It's the worst thing ever. You know, somebody comes up to me, I'm like, did you read the newspaper today? And I'm like, no, hence the smile on my face. Like, why the fuck would I want to read? It's, it's the most stressful thing ever. You ever read, like, an instruction manual? Like trying to put some shit together like thank god for the pictures and then you're done and you're like what are these three screws for and then your fucking bookshelf falls well i don't need that motherfucker anymore i you know what i'm saying like what are you gonna do like Im impress some whore on trivia night i mean it's like uh, it's never gotten me laid once ever you know so everybody's like knowledge is power i'm like no it's not it's fucking scary Knowledge is not power. Like, ignorance is bliss. Like, I found out that my high school girlfriend was cheating on me. I did not feel powerful after that. I felt horrible after that, you know? I don't get it. And this whole self-love nonsense, like, why the fuck would I love myself? I'm the problem. I'm, I mean... I just don't get it. Like, my God, this, I don't know. I'm sorry I'm ranting here, but it's just driving me crazy. This PC nonsense, you know. Like, how does that work? This is the most PC place on earth, but the most sexually liberal at the same time. It's like, take this dick, you strong, independent woman. Um, I don't get it. Anyway, you guys have been great. Thanks. You're all clapping wildly for Matthew Banks! Yeah! I still am not exactly sure who's here and who's not here. Did Adam Pollock limp into the door? No? All right. I see our next person on the list. He's here. He used to wear a hat to keep out the sun, but now it's so cold. I wonder where... You need to wear a beanie and then you'll look like a thug. Clap your hands wildly together for Sanj Noah! What's up, guys? Uh, all right. <laughs> I'm going to test some new stuff. Uh, the last guy was really funny. Is he gone? Yeah. He is gone. He was super funny. Uh, as he, whenever someone's like that funny, I immediately look him up on Facebook to like see like what like I just want to see their pictures and like his profile picture was like at Gotham Comedy Club and I was like that makes sense that makes total sense uh guys I feel I was uh driving the other day and uh I was behind this bus and on the back of the bus it said caution 
This bus makes wide turns and frequent stops. I feel like it could have just been like caution. This is a bus. You know what I mean? It does bus stuff. Be, be careful. Um, guys, I'm 23 years old. Uh, uh, 24 if you're pro-life. But uh, it's, it's cool. I feel like I, I was doing some research for that joke. Uh, and there's this online forum. There are a bunch of online forums just like made by like Bible thumpers, I guess. And it's basically like on one of them, it was like God... Like, life begins at conception because God is present at every conception. And I was like, Jesus. Like, (laughs) that explains, like, a lot, you know? Like, have you ever prayed to God and felt like he's not listening? That's because he's too busy watching people fuck, you guys. Like, that's why God is not listening to your prayers. Uh, That's the reason. Uh, Any of you guys have roommates? Yeah? Woo! (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Guys, I have a roommate. Uh, He hasn't paid rent in three months. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he, no, he just sits around the com- apartment complaining about all the sex he's not having. He's like, oh, I wish I had a hand job. I'm like, I wish you had a real job, quite, fr- <laughs> like, quite frankly. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Did you guys hear what happened with Chick-fil-A a couple years ago? <laughs> the, 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 the president came out and he said like he hated gay people, you know? Like, he's like a 90-year-old white southern dude. He comes out. He's like, the only thing I put in my mouth is chicken. You know, he's just pissed as fuck. And, uh, guys, I didn't start eating Chick-fil-A until after he said that, you know? Because, like, all my gay friends kept eating it. And I was like, oh, my God, Chick-fil-A must be amazing. You know what I mean? I went immediately to the nearest Chick-fil-A. I was like, I'll have a homophobic special uh, with a side of fags. Fries. I'm sorry. Fries. Uh... Guys, I think it's wrong that, like, like how come when, like, a woman dates younger men, she's called a cougar, but, like, like when a man dates younger women, he's called, like, a dirty old man, right? That's not right. I think we should have a cool name for him, you know, like a panther, you know? My neighbor's a black panther, you know? He brings home younger women, and he fists them like this, just like... <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's not, I like doing that in San Francisco because San Jose is too dumb for that joke. I'm going to tell you right now. It's weird. Like, <laughs> San Francisco is like, is like, if they were like people, like San Francisco would be like this passive aggressive, like millennial white lady. And like San Jose would be like her retarded Mexican cousin. You know what I mean? Like, that's basically how the two cities line up. Uh, I guess I'm trying to think if I have anything good. Okay, I'll, I'll end on this. Uh, I think we as a society value like things over people, which is, I know that's like, that's like an obvious thing to say, but like I was thinking about it and I feel like, like this is the proof of that, right? Like really old baseball, cor- baseball cards are worth more, right? But really old people are worth less. Like I think that's, that's wrong. All right, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Pam. Sand Noah, everyone. Yes. Yes. Uh, he was uh, finally coming to the philosophy that culture is attracted to squiggles. San Jose is square. 
The city is a little bit squiggly, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody, I want you to clap it up uh, for our two trainees in the back right now, Alyssa Westerlund and Adria Villignon, which I never say her last name right because I speak French and not Puerto Rican. Do I remember correctly? Yeah, because I interviewed her on some Call Me Tim a while back, another show. You guys should be excited for Mondays with Alyssa. Good news. You should join her on her show and Adrian and Valerie are going to be doing maybe an open mic, maybe a showcase. We don't know. Maybe just a podcast on Tuesday nights from 8 to 10. They don't have a name yet. That's okay. Your next comedian does have a name. He's new to comedy, but he's a very funny man. Clap wildly for Jason Cole. Thank you very much. No, please. For those of you listening home, the ladies are throwing their panties. Come on, guys. Nothing. Seriously. Um, thank you, Pam. Uh, what do I want to talk about? Um, oh, yeah. Bumper stickers. Let's get edgy. Um, you ever seen that bumper sticker that says the worst day fishing is better than the uh, best day at work? Have you ever seen that one? Have you ever, they don't do bumper stickers anymore. But is that really true all the time? Like the best day fishing because last time i checked i've never gotten a blowjob from a secretary on a bass boat <laughs> all right i'm getting old guys um i'm a new uh, new not so young comedian i uh, i have this blue nondescript jacket and uh, i maybe pulled this off in my 30s with a graphic tee and, and and a personality but now that i'm 46 I'm feeling more and more like a, like a maintenance worker whose name patch has just fallen the fuck off. Um, you know, I go into a bar and try to talk to a woman. She's like, are you here to fix the boiler? Why are you talking to me? Bartender's like, hey, don't talk to the clients. Dishwasher is back there. Where are your fucking tools? Speaking of tools, my name is Jason Cole. I'm 46 years old. I am uh, currently and perennially single. Uh, no, uh, never married, no kids. I have more red flags than Tiananmen Square, you know? Let's get geopolitical, guys. Blowjobs and bass boats and geopolitical humor. I can cover it all. Um, yeah, and the older I get, I'm starting to realize I'm fitting the serial killer profile. You know, middle-aged, white, male, angry at his mother, tortures animals. Um, I mean, I don't physically torture them. I just make them hang out with me. That's probably not much fun. I'm not much fun. Um, but I don't fit the serial killer profile to a T. It's because... Uh, they're known to be highly organized, and that's not me. I'm very disorganized. I don't follow through. I forget. I'd be one of those kind of absent-minded serial killers who forgets to go back to the dump sites to jerk off on the bodies. You know? I'd be like, oh, they found her already. Um, I need to get like Task Rabbit. I need some help. I need some support. I guess maybe they would call it Jack Rabbit. Hey, any entrepreneurs? Let's do a new app. Uh, so that's really scary and sad. Um, but also, I don't fit the serial killer profile to a T because they're known to have high IQs. Definitely not me. I like to do a little poll here. Is like we're all comedians and struggling artists. Who here was really good in school, like high school? Yeah, all right. Yeah, you look smart. Oh, great. All right, you and me. Uh, okay, you guys are show-offs. We all hate you, but we envy you. But I was terrible in school. Big shock. Uh, I blamed it on being left-handed, you know, because like I couldn't see the horrible answers I was giving. Is that the new clown horn? Okay. Oh, you're not. They're not. They're not qualified the interns for the clown horn. I thought you had them trained. Got it. That's cool. I'm improving. <laughs> Flyer. Um, 
And what, what, let me finish up the serial killer fun. Uh, yeah, they're known to be really smart, and that's not me. Oh, yeah, I'm dumb. So I remember being dumb back then, too, when I was 10 years old, and then, then basically through all of my school career, uh, I'd have to go to school with my mom on those nights and listen to her defend me in front of the teachers, and she would say, you know, Jason's not stupid. He's just a bad test taker. And what I mean by that is that tests ask Jason things he doesn't know. Um, and I was reminded of how dumb I was last week uh, doing white things with my brother's family up skiing. And I was really wonderful. You know, he's a normal person. He's a little older than me, but he has a wife and a kid and a mortgage and a job and a family and a reason to live. And um, I have a wonderful niece and nephew, and she's six years old, very smart. And she was writing a short story, and she said, Uncle Jason, how do you spell necessary? And I'm like, what, what, do, I, what do I look like, Siri? Okay, Alexa, uh, tell this girl what a GED is, you know? She's like, what? I'm like, this is an acronym, and it's an equivalency degree. That's like when you take four years of high school, and you put it on a Saturday. <laughs> it's like traffic school, but it's school. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I'm Jason. I have my first featured set at Neck of the Woods next Tuesday. Thank you. Take the Saturday and put it on a salad, and I was like, "That sounds delicious, like croutons." Sorry, I just spit. Uh, all right, hey you guys, Connor, you look very happy. It's the happy hour. There you go, love it. All right, mermaids walking in the door. Comedians here. Your next comedian, all the way from Hayward. I hope you didn't swim across the bay like a mermaid. It's you, cool. It's, oh, yeah, it's you. I don't think anyone else is from Hayward here. <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody. Cole S. Sexton! Thank you, Pam. All right, thank you. Yep. Uh, no longer live in Hayward because uh, I was robbed dry. So, uh, yeah, I don't live there anymore. I now live in Daly City, uh, where I have a healthy dosage of uh, Polynesian food now. All right, yeah, Polynesian. Let's give it up for the Polynesians. All right, clap if you don't have a Polynesian friend. All right, all right, racism, live and well, great. All right, yeah, so uh, my name is Cole S. Sexton. Two things you should know about me. One, I was molested. Two, I'm asexual. They probably go hand in hand. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they go hand in hand. Uh, I was molested as a child. Uh, the child that did it was uh, older, stronger, smarter, and faster. She was a predator in every sense. Uh, and, you know, just like this name shows, you know, she caught me. Nobody caught this predator. She caught me. Uh, we would play games of hide and seek. Uh, except it wasn't so much hide and go seek for me as it was uh, hide and get touched in uh, unspeakable places. Yeah, yeah, that's dark. That's dark. So uh, we're going to go on to some black comedy now. Go on to some black comedy. Uh, you guys like sports up in here? No, you don't. Uh, the Warriors, yay! Pam, really? The Warriors? Like... <laughs> Can you name at least three of the players on the Warriors? Nah, it's all right. 
can you name three players on the bench? Nah, nah. <laughs> it's it's all right, fam. Nah, nah, but no, nah, uh, but seriously though, um, I played sports as a kid, uh, and you know they tell you that when you play sports, uh, especially football, it's linked to uh, brain trauma. And uh, I am living proof of that. But what they don't tell you is the more you suck, the worse the trauma is going to be later on in life. <laughs> you know, so like I'm dealing with that now. It's just like I have this joke where I tell everybody how I play football and I sucked and I have brain trauma. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We covered that ground already. All right. Well, there you guys, there you guys go. CET in the works. CET in the works. All right. My synapses are fried. All right. Yes, synapses. Synapses. I don't know what the plural of that is, but I'm gonna go with it. It came out my mouth. All right, man. You know, love doing comedy. Uh, let me tell you guys something. People in your family might not like what you're doing, but you know what? Who cares? I have a great aunt. She is going to be 101 years old this year. Um, every time I see her, she asks me a couple of things. One, she asks me, boy, you're married. Like, my name is, like, I'm 31, but my name is still boy to her. Um, it's like she never got off the plantation. Um, uh, but, yeah, she, she says, boy, you're married. I tell her no. Then she's asked me, are you one of them funny boys? I'm like, yes, yes, I am one of those funny boys. In fact, I'm going to a club in San Francisco, a gay club, to go do an open mic. I'm so glad you're accepting of that, I'm Beatrice. She's like, oh, nigga, I always knew that cool whip wasn't really cool whip around your mouth. All right, everybody, my name is Cole S. Sexton. Thank you for your time. Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. Oh, Cool Whip. Mm. Yeah. I never liked Cool Whip because it's not real cream. It's like made with hydrogenated oils. Isn't that what semen's made of? Hydrogenated oil? I don't know what it's made of. It smells weird. It smells like chlorine. Isn't that funny? Like... Well, no, it, the, the problem with going to hotels is that like when I wake up in the morning, I don't know if I smell like chlorine because I went to the spa when I was blacked out or if because a bunch of people spooched all over me when I was blacked out. I just don't know the difference. <laughs> Smells the same to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> good, good jokes. Yay. They, they don't look like comedians. They look like real people. Are you, are you, are you real people? You're really alive, you're not ghosts. You didn't like, uh, you're not dead people, right? You didn't like live upstairs years ago and now you're here just because you were mad about the sound that we, they're real, they're real people, you guys. Clap for the real people. Yay! Are you sure you don't want to sign up on the list? There's a list. You're just here to watch comedy. Holy fuck, you guys. I'm sorry, I'm fucking excited. Uh, actually, your next comedian, he had an amazing set was it last night or two nights ago at Brainwash that you had a great... It was amazing last night. It was. No, was I... It was, I don't know if it was... La no, I wasn't there last night. It was Wednesday. It was Wednesday night. You had a killer set at the Brainwash. It was Wednesday. It was, was you were amazing. On, I'm just saying he was really, really great on Wednesday night. You had a really great set. And uh, he's also booked on the show on February 24th, which is Short Month Short Comics. Put your hands together, everyone, for Matthew Quirk. Yay! 
Thank you for bringing up how amazing I was. I don't know how amazing you're going to be right now, but we could talk about how amazing I was uh, two nights ago. Nothing? Nobody? Well, I tell you what. One thing I was talking about last night that I'm reminded of is fucking CrossFit. God damn it. I hate CrossFit. Big for nothing CrossFit. I mean, the only reason to do CrossFit is to do more CrossFit. That's cocaine. That's cocaine. Man, fucking CrossFit. I can't stand that thing. It's like cocaine went to rehab and came out as a fitness routine. That's really all CrossFit is. And they're so fucking uh, arrogant in their ways. They came out with a movie they did about themselves. They called themselves the fittest people on earth. Now, hold on a minute. How do you call yourself the best at anything if you're not competing against any black or brown people? That's to my sport fan right there. Yeah, more like burning CrossFit. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I get booed sometimes when I say that. And I wonder if it's because I'm making fun of Oh Sacred CrossFit or because I'm making fun of racism. I really don't, I don't know. Yeah, we had this thing when I was growing up to keep us in shape. It took the place of CrossFit. They were called chores. We had chores. They were chores, and we did them. Come to think of it, that was our immigration policy back in the 70s, too. I mean, the most industrious immigrant in the world couldn't compete with do-it-or-else economic policies of child labor in the 70s. It was foolproof method. Yeah, CrossFit. All right, enough about CrossFit. Let's move on to something else. I'm really looking forward to a TV show that's coming out this year. Oh, I can't wait for this show. It's a spinoff show, a spinoff of Celebrity Apprentice. It's Celebrity Apprentice, The Presidency, brought to you by Carl's Jr. It's going to be a great fucking show. I mean, just the advanced promotions are so interesting and clever. I'm riveted. I'm riveted by it. I mean, who writes for this show? The stuff they come up with. It's brilliant. And they're introducing some of the bit characters that are going to be mixed in with the show. Some of the drama that's going to unfold. Like Putin and fucking Trump. Are they going to F, marry, or kill? Who are they going to F, marry, or kill? It's going to be great. And with all his new fucking people coming into the cabinet... There's going to be a new show within the show called Frack Merger Kill. (laughs) It's going to be so sweet. It's going to be great. Man, I tell you what, you got to look at the bright side with Trump. He's finally going to prove once and for all whether climate change is man-made or not, right? We're going to find that the fuck out in the next couple of years for sure. Yeah, and then it's just a big setup like the amazing race. Like what's going to kill us first? Global warming or fucking nuclear winter, right? Amping up the Cold War. Got to look forward to that. Nothing lasts longer than radiation. (laughs) It's going to be so sweet. But you know what? I think maybe we're looking past some of the genius of Trump, some of his true brilliance. Maybe he knows something we don't know. And that nuclear winter is going to perfectly balance out global warming. And we're just going to be living in paradise until the end of times. All right. Good luck in the future, everybody. Yeah. 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 Political hilarity and truth.
Yeah, I'm gonna miss Michelle Obama a lot. Anybody else gonna miss, did you love Michelle Obama? I really loved her. I loved her whole policy about like, she, I mean, she didn't hate fat kids. She was just like, let's all be healthy and let's like work out and not, you know, die of diabetes. And that was great. And I really like what she had to say. And I'm wondering, you know, what stance Melania is going to take, you know, in her first lady thing. All the first ladies get to do something, right? And, uh, you know, like say no to drugs. Thanks, Nancy. <laughs> but what what is Melania's thing going to be? And I think she's going to pick up right where Michelle left off uh, with the fat kids, but in a different way. She's going to be like, no one listens to you unless you're skinny and pretty. So she's really going to promote bulimia. That's going to be her like political stance. But I think that what's going to come around is that she's really going to be an environmentalist because she's going to tell them to vomit into the composting. So she's really going to open up compost for a lot of people who've never done that before. Also, when you vomit, you know, you're a great consumer because you consume four times more food. So that's really great for the economy. So yay, Melania Trump. Yay. All right. You're next comedian. Uh, you want to clap your hands together, but you can't because you're going to be bound and you might be gagged. Uh, he's a very funny man. He's He is his own. I don't know anyone like him. Put your hands together for Ken Suzuki. Yay! So the pullout method or as I call it, target practice. It's a little risky. It's like a, it's risky. It's like a sticky Russian roulette, really. But I'm into it, because I like to gamble. I like taking chances. Uh, the other day I take a chance, I had to come out to my friends and family. This is the biggest chance I took. I came out to my friends and family as a Republican. And um, it's tough though, because I'm a pretty freaky guy. And uh, you know, I've been, I consider myself a freak. I've done a lot of, been in a lot of freaky sexual experiences in my lifetime, but it wasn't until I moved to San Francisco where I actually encountered a woman that wanted me to, wanted to fuck me with a gun in my mouth. I was like, whoa, whoa, I am really considering, reconsidering my support of the Second Amendment here. And while I was being ridden, I don't know who was, if she was fucking me or if I was fucking her at this point, I could only think one thing. I wonder which one of us is going to shoot first. Oh, BDSM. I'm into it. I am. It's interesting, though. BDSM, the only context in this day and age where it's still okay to have a slave. Or be one. I don't want to judge your fetish here. Found out that I'm currently involved in a polyamorous relationship. And found out, actually, I've been involved in many polyamorous relationships. Because, uh, you know, I wasn't just dating them. I was dating them and all of their issues. Very judgy guy, too. Very judgy when it comes to people I want to fuck. I pick them apart, okay? Call me a pig. What I, I pick them apart. I'll tell you which part of the body of theirs I judge the most. The brain. Yes, that's right. I like them smart. Because when someone with a brain goes down on you, you know they have a plan. Game of getting off is just like chess. Gotta think three moves ahead. Gotta think three moves ahead. That's why it's called brain. I don't even know why he good head is referred to as that. Because I can tell you, 
Uh, if I'm receiving it, the brain is the first part of my body that I shut right off. Now, originally, I'm from the Midwest. This is winter back where I come from. This is my second year in California without it. I'm beginning to miss the snow. Second Christmas wasn't a white, the second year, no white Christmas again. That's like the closest thing I've ever received to a white Christmas in California was a bukkake. And, oh, I'm sorry, bukkake, uh, if you want to pronounce it pretentiously. The bukkake, or as I call it, the Japanese mass shooting. That's what it translates to, guys, by the way. That's what it translates to, a little late linguistics language. Whenever you want to explain a mass shooting to your foreign friend, use the word bukkake is how it goes. But you have to specify for them which gun was used. That was for, that's, that's called comedic timing, right there. That's why Pam is the maestro when it comes to this shit. Uh, so my rim jobs, say what you want about them. They are very probiotic. They're like kombucha on a budget. Oh, exit music. Stay woke, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Suzuki, everyone. Yay! If you're wondering why I'm being so weird and like not listening to you like I normally do, we're training a bunch of new people. Uh, and if anybody else wants a new show at Mutiny Radio, we're looking for shows. Yay! Um, we just recently like lost five shows, but we've just recently gained like seven. So, whoa, <laughs> that means, yay. That means that we're going to constantly be training and, and trying not to be too loud in the back, but, uh, everyone's here and it's great stuff. And thank you, Ken Suzuki, your next comedian. He always oh, setting up very nice. He's taping, he's taping. I'll move this microphone out of the way so that there's a better shot of his love. Oh, he took off his hat and everything. All right, tattoos don't keep you warm at night. But if they did, his head would be toasty all the time. Put your hands together, everyone, for Jeremy Atkins. All right, so I'm going to bust through this. I have a story show, so i got to tell you a story. You're going to have to suffer through one, and especially after Ken. I'm doubling down on you. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, when I got divorced, I decided to hit the gr- ground running, go out and date. Uh, problem was, due to financial reasons, I shared a house with my ex. But I still figured, fuck it. I'll go for it. I tried Tinder. So, uh... Yeah, talking to a few ladies on Tinder, going things are going well, talking to one, attractive, smart, but it's just kind of going a little slow. I mean, let's be honest, I'm divorced. I just want to get laid. I'm just, I'm after one thing. I want to get, I'm not being, you know, dishonest and I'm not lying to anybody. So I say, hey, uh, you know, this is going a little slow for my speed. I think we're going two different speeds. And she replies, how fast do you want to go? To which I reply, fuck it, in for a penny, in for a pound. What's the wildest thing you've ever done? And there's a pause. That deal breaker pause where you go, ah, fuck it. Okay, that was it. And then there's a reply. She, uh, sorry, her ex-husband took her to a swinger party. Oh, yeah. So then the conversation was on. 
and I'm asking questions, she's answering them. I won't give you the gory details, except, surprise, surprise, her ex-husband wasn't thrilled to watch her blow other guys. Was a little less thrilled to watch her get fucked by one guy while she blew another guy. And the party was over when she wanted to fuck two different guys at the same time. Yeah. Now, the whole time, she's saying, no, no, don't get the wrong idea about me. I'm cool. Right? And so, at some point, we switched from messages to texts, and we were trading pictures. Yes, yes, those ones derisively known as dick pics, or in this case, ass, tit, pussy pics. And dick. Oh, yeah, I sent them. And uh, so, every picture, you know, don't get the wrong idea about me. I'm cool. I, what I did. I'm having fun. So I asked her out for drinks on Sunday. We go to drinks. And I realize as I'm pulling up to the place, I have to text her and go, um, what are you wearing? Because um, I'm a guy. I don't really remember what her face looks like 100%. I probably couldn't pick her out in a lineup unless she was naked. And so I, you know, she tells me, except she tells me everything until the tights and says tights and no panties. Don't get the wrong idea. I'm, I'm good. And so we do drinks, and I realize how fucking broke I am because I have not brought enough cash to cover drinks and dinner, and I'm sweating bullets. And all of a sudden, she leans over and she says, hey, I don't really want to eat here, so if you'll buy the drinks here, I'll buy dinner somewhere else if, you'll let me, if we can do that. And I'm like, yeah, but on the outside, I go, yeah, no, that's cool. I could do that for you. I guess so. And I'm still going, yeah. And we get outside and I decide, I guess this is a good moment to see what's going to happen. So I lean in for a kiss. I'm thinking a quick one. Just test the waters. She's not thinking that. No. No, she's thinking, stick her tongue down my throat, maul me, and rub my cock through my pants right there on the corner. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I won't lie, I'm going for it. I, I'm having fun. Come up rare, cross the street, get to the next intersection. Same thing. Go to dinner. I don't really remember much of dinner. And then, <laughs> and then we went on this long walk about to her car where uh, on the way there was more corner groping. I explored the fact whether or not she was wearing panties or not. And at one point she may or may not have dragged me into a uh, parking garage to uh, give me a blowjob that got interrupted by security. And then we got back to her car, more action, and then she drove off. I'm making this in short because I'm out of time. But so I emailed her the next day, Monday, said, hey, I'd like to cook you dinner at your house sometime. And she said, yeah, Wednesday. She said, no, no, I'm not comfortable with that. So I said, okay, another restaurant. Thursday, she sent me a text. You know, I really liked our time together. It was a lot of fun. Things got out of hand. I normally don't sleep with a guy on the first date. I really liked meeting you, though, and your cat. Yeah, my fucking cat. I don't have a cat. Yeah. So really quickly, the synopsis is, and this is what I told her, and this is what got me the kiss off. Basically, you're a one-date girl. In the other words, anything that happens on the first date is cool. But that's all you're going to get. And that's how weird my life is. Thank you. Jeremy Atkins, professional girl groper. Yay! Yay! That's what I got out of that story. All right, your next comedian. Wow, I don't even know what to tell you about her because she's such an amazing human being. Uh, she saved my life last week. 
no, she really did. She saved a bunch of relationships. I was like having a nervous breakdown and then she said all the right things. Uh, she's my co-host every Wednesday on the AltaCast from noon to two. If you don't know her, you should. She looks like a mermaid now. Put your hands together for LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, win! Yeah. God, it's been a while since I've been here. I've been going through my liberal depression since uh, the election, so I've been hiding my black ass just in case if we might have to go back to the field. So I decided to put my hood back on. This time I can't see. So because most most of these people are blind anyway, so I guess that's a message to send. So um, since we're in the new America KKK, uh, I might as well just just you know let my hate flow free and say everything derogatory and ignorant as fuck. Since well, Happy New Year. This is what we're gonna get. Yay! All right. So starting with I uh, let's see. I like coons, niggers, uh, chinks, Asians, blacks, niggers, chinks. Uh, let's see, fags, uh, zipper heads, cunts. Uh, am I missing anyone? Hood. Ra- uh, let's see. Am I miss mix? Thank you very much. Beaners. Uh, anyone else? Anyone? Can I get one? A red, red skin. Uh, let's see. It's uh, Dago. 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 That's actually my personal favorite. Wet pig. Uh, uh, all right. I think uh, we went through at least half. Uh, but anyway, I figured that's uh, now that we're here and we're all comfortable, uh, I still keep my hood on because I don't have the balls to say it to your face like a lot of people uh, in this world and in our country. So there you go. Take your hood off. Um, but yeah, so that's a great way to kick off this set. Uh, so uh, the new year has started and I don't believe in resolutions because there are none and they're all made to be broken. I love it when fat people always talk about, oh, New Year's, I'm going to go get me a gym membership. No, you're not. You're going to quit by week two. Stop lying. You're still going to be the same fat fucker. And you're still going to, you know, eat as much and drink and sleep as much. Don't make these resolutions. They're false. They're meant to be broken, just like hearts. Just like when people say, oh, this year is going to, I'm going to find the one. No, you're not, bitch. No, you're not, you stupid man. No, you're not going to find the one. You're going to be like that guy over there going on Tinder and doing some really freaky shit. I don't believe in Tinder. I just believe in standing on the corner, especially with my purple hair. It really works. Someone did think I was a hooker. I'm not kidding, but I'm not surprised. (laughs) Not that you can see my hair through this anyway. Uh, All right, good. Thank you. God, it's hard to do comedy blind. I wonder how Stevie Wonder feels. Uh, um, Anyway, so yeah, I'm not too excited about the new year. I'm getting older, I'm not excited about that, but I feel like I'm looking better. Thank you very much. Uh, So I'm not looking forward to pushing over the hill, whatever that means, if they still say that anymore. Uh, I guess that's why I went purple. I mean, maybe it's just the kid in me just won't die, but I know my heart is dying, and I know my lungs are dying, and I know everything else is dying because I drink too much. I'm starting to get chest pains because I do too much drugs. 
And then like, I mean, it's just, I can't, I mean, whenever I do drugs, I end up going to sleep. So that tells you a lot of how fun I am, party girl. Anyway, I might as well end this while I can because I'm starting to not be able to breathe. Oh, wait, hands up, I can't breathe. Surprise. Uh, what, too soon? Whatever. I'm out. The joy of the sheriff of truth. White people Inter- were very uncomfortable during that. You know, we were just really uncomfortable. We were... Uh, I just want to say, beautiful, beautiful. We were really, it was really hard for us. Uh. Per- performance art. It's like, it was like that Chappelle, it's like that Chappelle episode where he's the blind KKK member and then he <laughs> takes off his hood and he's black and they're all like, what? And he's like, yeah, I killed him. And we're, see, I still can't even do it with a, even with like a character. Still, even with a black ex-husband, still can't, can't ever. Nope, see, that's why I'm, it's <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. Hey well I know it's a I'll say all the words. I mean, if I had a nickel for every time I've been called a kike, I would have at least a dollar fifty. Uh, all right, your next comedian. He runs a great open mic at OMG on Tuesdays. If, I always want to go there, but I'm running a show on Tuesday sometimes too, and I can't make it. But uh, it's it's a great place under the dome with their uh, cordless mic, everybody, and it always works. He's a very funny man. Clap your hands wildly for Greg Ghetto. How are we doing, everyone? All right. My name is Greg. It's a pleasure to be here. Are we having a good time? Good time over here? All right. I forgot my first joke. Uh, trying to think about that. We'll do a little crowd work. No, we won't do crowd work. That's a mistake. Um, do we have any... any oh, wait. I, uh, so, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, I got it. Thought of it. Professional. No, no, I got it. We're, we're fine. We're fine. But, uh, okay, so my friend is in a relationship, and he said that he was going to go to the bathroom and send a dick picture to his girlfriend. And I thought that was really weird because he's already in the relationship. Like, like girls never want to see the dick, especially when you're in the relationship, and that's the only dick that you see. And I like I do believe that guys shouldn't send dick pics until I heard about this uh, little phenomenon. So I do believe I changed my tune. I think that guys should send dick pics, but only when they're fighting with their girlfriend, <laughs> right? Like she's like getting mad at you, like oh you didn't do the fucking dishes. You just take a picture and send it to her and fucking look at it. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, you'll never say anything more better. This uh. Actions over words, you know what I mean? I was, uh, I had some people over last week, and it was like four, three or four in the morning, and, they, and uh, they started talking about Shakespeare, and they're like, if you were a character in Shakespeare, who would you be? And then they had like an answer. I didn't never read the books, but they had like a good answer, and then they like, kept going back and forth, and I just wanted to, I didn't like it. And then they're like, Greg, what would you be? Would you be like a fellow? Ha, 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 because I know I didn't read the books. And I said, I want to be any character to get me out of this fucking conversation. (laughs) 
And I don't, like, I know I'm a stupid person. I know I don't read a lot of books because every time I read a book, I'm scared to become the people that read books. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I, I was, how's it going? Oh, I'm reading this book. Fuck you. You know, like, ooh, you're alone again. I get it. Like, that's all I see. Like, I didn't, like, you can read books. I just don't want to fucking hear about it every time you're reading the fucking book. Like, and the reason, why, another, another reason why I don't read books um, is because growing up as a kid, I don't know if you guys had this as, in school, but every time you'd read a book, you would, like, if you read like 10 or 20 books, you'd get like a free pizza at Pizza Hut. Is, did that ever happen to you guys? Okay, rock on. Okay, that's, uh, that's, that's bad parenting. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, but now, and that's great now, but now every time I re- start reading a book, I just get diarrhea. Like, it's like a Pavlovian thing. Uh, I don't know. Like, what's that? That's a uh, psychology major word. Uh, that's what I did. That's why I'm here. Um, but also, like, I was at a party and this, when it was like cold out, and they, someone's like, "Oh, I'm cold. I'm losing. I don't have a hat on. That's why I'm losing all this heat out of my head because you lose like what 80% of the heat out of your body through your head." And then a guy said, "Actually, that's not true." And and he, and I don't I don't I, I hated that person. Like I don't like even though he's right, I don't want to be you. I want to be wrong in that scenario at all times. All right, that's enough with books. Um, let's end it with this. I want to end it with this. Um, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so I was, uh, I, was, I was on a date recently, and this girl was talking about the whole, oh, I went to college. I see myself doing this in five years. And I was like, that's, that's fine and dandy and all, but like, why are you here? You know what I mean? Like, like this sounds like you've been using this opener for five years, but you're both at the, we're both at this shitty open mic right now. You know what I mean? Like, that's what a date is. It's like a date is like a shitty open mic. Like, nobody wants to be there, but you have to be there to get better and like find your purpose. Which <laughs> is fucking purpose. Like, Change your opener. I want to get deeper with it. Uh, my name is Greg Gettle. Thank you so much, guys. Yay, no one wants to be there. Yay. I've never actually been on a real date. That's absolutely true. I mean, I've always met guys in bars. What the fuck? No one's ever taken me out on a real date. No, that's absolutely true. I wasn't even like asked ever out. asked you out? No, even in high school. I, I had to ask all the boys. I was never asked to a dance all through high school. I had to ask boys every time from other schools because you can't ask a boy from your own school because then you look like a lame Actually, I would ask a boy from my school and then he'd say no. And then I'd have to go and get a boy from another school. And See, I empathize because I wasn't finally asked out till I was like 23. Yeah. But I was definitely, I was Well, I'm glad that that happened to you because, well, the first guy that asked me out, I ended up marrying him. So that was a mistake. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He was black. I thought he had a big dick. I just hadn't slept with anybody yet. Thought? No, he was black. And I How big was it? It was, it was not big. And he wouldn't, well, he wouldn't let me have dildos, and I never understood why, but I'd never watched porn because I was raised so a Christian. So everyone would say, wow, your husband's black. He has a huge dick. And I'd be like, oh, my God, it's so big. Ah! And then I left him, and then I moved here, and I slept with my first white guy, and I was like, wow, you have a huge dick. And he was like, it's actually kind of standard. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. The stereotype isn't always right. This is so weird to me. How did that happen? How is the stereotype wrong? Everything we believe is false. Your next comedian is a very funny lady. You guys are going to enjoy her 
immensely, tremendously. Clap your hands wildly for Sabrina Miller. Hey guys, uh, there's no, there's really no segue to this, so I'm just gonna jump right into it. Uh, I was born without a vagina. Uh, it, it's true. It's true. It's a really rare birth defect. It's so rare that if I was sitting in a massive college lecture hall for, for intro statistics and the professor decided to hand out a survey to estimate the pussy population mean, I think that's the technical term, I'm pretty sure that all of the other women in the class would, uh, would check the box next to vagina as well as all of the, all the little parts like, you know, vulva check, clitoris check, labia check, but not me. And, and, and no one would know. And, and no one knew when I was growing up that I was, I was lacking a standard issue of a JJ. I mean, <laughs> uh, not, uh, not relatives, not friends, not next door neighbors, uh, not classmates, not teachers, not even my parents knew. That, that's a head scratcher, like how could they not know that I was missing that? They, okay, here's how confused they were. They were so fucking confused they named me Andrew. Andrew, it means manly, and, and this went on for years, for fucking 30 years, it was awful. And like, what was a girl to do, you know, growing up in the 80s? I mean, there was no Netscape, there was no Yahoo. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't look up transgender, transitioning, I didn't, didn't even know what the fuck that meant. The only transitioning I knew about was from Catholic to Jew, or, or from Dr. David Banner to the green guy, or, or, or from Betamax to VHS. You remember that one, so. Oh wow, so much fun. Um, you know, some trans women, they want the full female experience, and that includes a period, and I'm like, no thank you, no, I, 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 I think I'll pass. Uh, um, I'll also pass on sex without the possibility of orgasm, uh, state-of-the-art laptop without Wi-Fi, and of course, casting your ballot in an election where the popular vote doesn't matter, so. You know, I like to skip right to simulating pregnancy, and the holidays are my favorite time of the year for doing this, and right after an election, as it turns out. So I've, uh, I've just about worked off the uh, pumpkin pie, mint chocolate chip, and Shiraz baby. So um, I'm hoping that by Trump's inauguration, I'll have a nice flat tummy, I hope, because I doubt I'm gonna be able to get rid of it after that. I really doubt I'll be able to get rid of that baby there, so food baby. <laughs> It was so bad. How did I go from being born without a vagina to uh, an election joke? Shit. All right, let me shift gears. All right, uh, so I was at my doctor's office. I, I walked in. The uh, receptionist gave me one of those mental health questionnaires. And when I returned it to her, she gave me this weird look. She was like, uh, Sabrina, hun, you only filled in the date? I'm like, yeah. Uh, and then she was like, you know, in order to provide the best care for you, we, we would really appreciate it if you answered all the questions. And I'm like, why? Why should I have to answer questions like, how many times in the past two weeks have you experienced little or no interest in activities you, you normally enjoy? Uh, it's like, I thought writing in November 22nd, 2016 pretty much answered the past two weeks question as well as all the other stupid questions. Damn it, I'm back on the election again. I can't stay away. All right, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna run with it, so. Um, my God, 2016, holy shit. The uh, silent majority, the shadow voters. Uh, you know, the, ele the election brings new meaning to coming out of the closet. 
I just never imagined the closet was this fucking large or this goddamn white. I mean, to me, November 8th will be forever known as the national racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic day of visibility. Oh, wait, yeah, that's every day in the South and Midwest, isn't it? So, uh, I'm from Virginia. Uh, you may know it as a state that went blue, a very, very light, light blue. So, <laughs> Fuck my state. Uh, a lot of differences between California and Virginia, like a trip to the DMV. Uh, when I first got here, I, I waited in line for over 30 minutes, like over in half an hour, just to find out that I needed to set up an appointment just to get my original California driver's license. I'm like, what the fuck? Since when did getting into the DMV become like getting into a four-star restaurant? A reservation, it's like, okay, fine, 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 DMV, you win, okay. I'll jump through that hoop. But when I come back a month later to get my license, I better, there better be some four-star fucking customer service. When I'm sitting down, someone better come around and be like, miss, would you like some orange pico, Earl Grey, or a chamomile tea, maybe a blueberry scone? Wait a minute, I have got, okay, I've got a brilliant idea. You know how we have brainwash cafe slash laundromat? Like, why not a DMV slash cafe, you know? How about that? Um, Dinner and a movie? Shh, fuck that, too cliche. How about how about a title transfer and a lovely tomato bisque and four cheese panini? Now serving deliciousness to F64 at window number five. I'm full of brilliant ideas. Anyways, that's, I'm Sabrina Miller. That's been my time. Back to Pam Benjamin. Sabrina! With all kinds of ideas to fix the DMV. Yay! Customer service for life. I don't drive a car, so I don't even, I don't know. <laughs> what a luxury. Uh, you're, well, no, honestly, I'm like, whenever time I'm in a car, even if it's just a shitty car, I'm like, wow, we're in a car. <laughs> That's amazing. Even an Uber. I don't have a smartphone, so I can't even Uber or Lyft. I, I take the bus. I'm proletariat, everyone. Uh, your next comedian. She has a birthday coming up. Uh, that we're excited about, a special show on Saturday, the 28th, from 2 to 4 in the afternoon. Yeah! yeah! Uh, and she's a lovely human being that's coming up. She's also an Aquarius, so she's on the Aquarius show that's going to be February 3rd here. So, yes, celebrate her! And her jokes right now, everybody clap your hands wildly for Rachel Raphael! Yeah! <laughs> Oh, I, I have so many thoughts. Um, many, like, you guys don't care about, but I'm, I'll am i get over it. Um, I've been kind of enjoying this cold because, as a lot of you know, I'm, like, never cold. So now I finally get to wear my jacket on stage, like everyone else has been doing for, like, six months because I'm not weirdly sweaty just by wearing a jacket. Um, and I've been really enjoying that the last few days, I'm going to be honest. Um, I recently, uh, and by recently I mean like three hours ago, I busted a stereotype that I had about myself. Uh, so I'm Jewish um, and I went to the dentist and it seemed really expensive but my teeth are fucked up because I stopped brushing them, uh, which don't do. Um <laughs> I also went into the dentist, they're like, how are you? And I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I don't want to get like creepy gum surgery like my mom did. So that's, and, and if you're wondering like how old is someone, like how old are you when you act like that in the dentist? The answer is 30. <laughs> um, so, oh, and then they were like, do you want safety glasses? And I'm like, sure, I'm going to pretend I'm a pilot. 
which I did say. So I have the most fun. But anyway, the dentists seem expensive, but I'm like, I don't know, I guess it's more expensive because my teeth are shitty. And so I paid it. And then a few hours later while I was at work, I got a phone call that said, "We, you overpaid at the dentist. We charged you too much. So... What I'm saying, and how is this a stereotype? I didn't know, me as a Jew, that I was going to let someone overcharge me. I didn't know that about myself. The last, like, weird Jewish test I took like this was I was at an ATM, and I saw, like, a quarter was just sitting on the ATM, and so I tried to get it, but it was sticky, and I was like, is that a test for Jews? And I failed. (laughs) I failed that one, but I passed this one. (laughs) Yes, um... Uh, as, as most people know, uh, uh, I like to talk about only a few things in comedy, and it's like Jews, um, encouraging more male stripper media in general, uh, and, uh, ovaries, um, and my lack thereof. (laughs) Um, like no one, you know, like Sabrina, like no one would know I only have half an ovary now, but I find the need to tell everybody, um... And so, like, I have, like, 25% of the normal amount of ovaries. Right now, I've got 100% cramps. That doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. Like, you're going to take them. My stomach looks weird. I had to do a whole thing. Um, I'm sweaty all the time for no reason. Like... You, but you're gonna give me extra cramps? Like, wh- what is like the ha- is like? I've been trying to figure out like, like, does my half an ovary have a Napoleon complex? Seems like it, but I don't know what the point is because it's just for me and like the rest of my uterus, and nothing, very little is in there as I've explained. Like, is my like. Like, maybe my half ovary is just, like, like a little kid in, like, an empty hotel just, like, running around, like, wee, we can go anywhere. Thank you. Um, I don't know, uh, but I'd like to figure it out because it doesn't seem fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but the thing is, I mean, besides the uh, the secret Jewish tests and the, the extra cramps, like... Like, I think actually a lot of women should be jealous of me and Sabrina because we have the some of the only types of birth control that Pence is okay with, which is not being born with a vagina or like, like have like nothing was pregnant. There was no signs of life, but now you just have less ability to make life now. That's the only like I and and um. You know, Pence, like, in his home state did a law where, like, if you get an abortion, you have to have a funeral for the fetus, and I don't know what kind of ceremony I'm supposed to have for having benign ovarian tumors and then having them removed, but I know there is one, Um, and here, my top three guesses for the ceremony is um, intervention, bat mitzvah, or clam bake. I don't know. In... However, I guarantee you this, when Pence tells me we're going to have it at Mutiny Radio, I'm ending soon, I promise. Um, But yeah, uh, damn it, I just forgot the last good joke. (laughs) We're going to have it at Mutiny Radio. Oh yeah, here it is. Yeah, Alyssa's in charge of it apparently. (laughs) So it's extra aggressive. I love it. I mean that with love. You know it. Um... I, you know I do. 
Um, the thing is, like, I think a lot of people are like, like, why do you keep talking about this? Like, like, like no one cares about like your uterus. Like, you're like, like twenty percent, like, you know, uterus of a like a thirty year old Jew. Like, I don't have like the thin Christian uterus that maybe just made like a bad mistake. I don't have that. So, like, you know, like Congress isn't interested. Like, I don't have the uterus that's like, you know what? I don't usually say this, but for you, or just going like, it's so big. I don't have that uterus. But, like, if I don't get to choose who's going to legislate my body, you don't get to choose whose body you get to legislate. So I am now the captain of the Bad News Bears of uteruses. Get over it. Thank you, Evan Rachel Raffel. Hear that? We're having a clam bake, everyone. Yeah. Who doesn't want a rad clam bake? That sounds like a lot of fun. I'm in. All right. Hey, yeah. Good times. You're next, comedian. It's been a while since I've seen you. You must have gone out of town for the... You must have a family and people that love you. How nice. How lucky for you. Everyone clap wildly for Cole Chapman! Yay. That uh, abortion funeral thing is hilarious. <laughs> like, this has a concept for, like, what do you talk about at that funeral? No one knew the kid. <laughs> what are you, you going to have, like, tiny Tupperware or tiny fucking utensils and shit? Like, no, this is where he would have sit if he were alive. Like, oh. <laughs> to celebrate his life, let's play his favorite song. Because just, like, fucking sonar. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you going to do at that funeral? The dumbest funeral of all time. What a beautiful ceremony for that fucking zygote that didn't even know. We don't even know the shit. What was his name? We didn't decide on one. Ow. What a fucking waste of time. So stupid. So dumb. And now he's our... Yeah, like a little tiny, yeah, like, it's just like a tissue sample in there. It's just like, all right, just like slowly wheels it down as a guy plays the, but do, 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 on a little kazoo or something. Make it all fucking proportional. <laughs> like, it's the dumbest thing I have ever heard in my life. And now, and now, and now it's on the airwaves. Hey, Mike Pence, hope you're not listening. Uh, could you imagine if Mike Pence showed up knocking on the door like, hey! <laughs> it's a good funeral, all right? <laughs> We do have tiny caskets. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. Um, happy 2017, everybody. Uh, are we all excited for this new year? My favorite part, no, exactly. That was, that was my favorite part about New Year's is everyone was like, oh, I can't wait for a bright 27, ah, oh, fuck. And they all just like, they just hit them. They're like, ah, shit. <laughs> like, it's like, you're not gonna, it's not gonna be. I don't know, 2016 was uh, great because halfway through, like enough famous people died where we were just like, fuck this year. And we just like, <laughs> Decided to just make like make that the default excuse for like anything bad that happened. Like that was hilarious. We would just be like, yeah, this fucking it's got a six on the end of it, so fuck this. Like, right? It was just a catch-all excuse. You could do anything. It was terrific. Like you could, you know, I'd stub my toe. Ah, oh, fuck 2016. You know, like cheat on my girlfriend. Like, baby, 2016 works in weird ways. You know, <laughs> like, like kill a guy. I'm like, hey, at least he's with good company. You know what I mean? Like, it's like. <laughs> Do whatever. Now it's like 2017. We gotta like look forward to this shit. I'm 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 honestly excited, mostly because we have to get back to like taking accountability for our own actions, which is kind of weird. Just saying, just saying. When you start blaming a year for like half the shit you do, it's like 
It's like, I could go climb a mountain right now, no harness, I fall off, break my back. I'm not going to go blame the mountain. You know what I mean? Like, fucking, what an asshole. It's like, like no, you idiot. You fucking, <laughs> you ran up there like a dumbass. I don't know. Hey, you guys, uh, you know what I realized? Um, uh, people who say uh, there's no such thing as a selfless act are assholes. Uh, it's like you can't fathom the idea of someone just doing something nice. They're like, what are you getting out of it? And you're not posting to Instagram? This is impossible. This literally can't be done. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, oh, yeah, like, what are they trying to prove? Like, oh, yeah, uh, thanks, dude. I guess I won't go give money to these sick kids. I'm like, yeah, sorry, sick kids. I don't want to feel good about this, too. So, hmm, like, just... <laughs> Fucking the stupidest thing I've ever heard besides that uh, dumbass uh, fucking fetus funeral thing. That was pretty dumb. <laughs> I like 2017. We're back to this. Uh, I like 2017 because uh, like, I'm starting to realize like we're getting closer to like the future, you know? And it's like, but it's weird because we still have this technology that's sticking around that we think we need, but we really don't. Like, over the break, I bought a printer. Who the fuck needs a printer anymore? I like I I got it immediately. I was like, great, I'm gonna put stuff on paper, I guess. Like, <laughs> like I got an iPad. That's basically just digital paper. You know what I mean? Like you don't need. Like I might as well have just bought a pager. Like what am I gonna do with it? Like that's the dumbest. Uh, I'm just gonna. That's my new catchphrase. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. <laughs> Close it out on this one. Um, I like driving Uber because it's it's like a it's like you know that Nestle Wonder Ball. You guys ever have that Wonder Ball candy? It's like oh I wonder what's in a Wonder Ball. Like Uber's kind of like that, but instead of a prize on the inside, it's just like a sad man just trying to make it. You know, it's like I got kids to feed. <laughs> Let me tell you my sad life story. You're like all right, I'm in here for 15 minutes. Wrap it up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I got in a, I got in a car the other day, uh, and I get in this car, and this guy's like, yeah, what's up, man? Where are you going? I'm like, downtown. He's like, how's your day going? I was like, fine. How was yours? He's like, weird, man, weird. Exactly. I was like, well, we got 14 minutes left, so what was weird about it? He was like, well, let me tell you. He's like, well, I work in an auto repair shop. Woman came in, tried to get a transmission fixed. Ends up blocking the keys in the car. Somehow the car turns on and puts itself in reverse. And I was like, what? Well, He's like, she tried to stop the car, ended up falling, got run over about three or four times. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> in the backseat, like, like, was she okay? He's like, nah, she died pretty much immediately. <laughs> she, was, she was crushed pretty significantly. <laughs> It was like, it was like, whoa! He's like, yeah, the way she went out as she was going, the way she screamed, it's like she was leaving something behind. It's like, y'all get out here. It's fine. Anywhere along here is cool. He's like, you just got in. I'm like, yeah, that's where I wanted to go. Just one block. It's fine. I'll just. Go. That's all I needed. All right, I'm out of time, guys. You've been great. See you later. Bye. Hey, Cole Chapman, everyone. He's got a new catchphrase. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Kill Chapman, everyone. Your next comedian, if if they if if I was a casting agent, you both would be going up right next to each other for the same role. It would be of Techie number two. Uh, he's eating a corn dog in the back of a scene at Google. Put your hands together <laughs> for Connor Doherty. Yay! Keep it going. <clears throat> Woo. My snot. And for Cole and his two to three ambiguously black voices. 
The all the talk about the fetuses reminded me of this girl in one of my high school English classes, who, not not feet the fetus specifically. Well, no, let's not go down that road. She declared to the entire English class that birth control is murder. Which, like, taken to an extreme, like, you have millions of sperm, if you are like me, and they're dying all the time. So you're just, like, every second you're not procreating, you're committing murder. And so I guess every time you masturbate, you have to, we've gathered here today for, no. All these little babies that could have been. I was, have you seen the ads on the BART about sudden unexpected infant death? I feel like unexpected is really unnecessary. If it's expected, you've just, you just <laughs> murdered a kid. It's infanticide. They have a term for it. Let's just keep talking about deteriorating bodies, right? We're all just sacks of meat that are going to expire at some point. That's what I think about when I think about corn dogs. You were you were talking about me eating a corn dog, and I was like, that would never happen. And I couldn't make it funny, and but eh, here we are. <laughs> That's just a bag of meat, just like me. I went to the doctor, and I didn't like it because he just wanted to be my friend. He was telling me about, he's like, my son is seven and he has dress up day at school. And I was like, that's funny because I'm 25 and I have a family history of diabetes and mental illness. So maybe stop telling me about your kid's Minecraft costume and look at my body. You got that joke? Or something else? George has a better joke? Let's hear it, George. Sounds important. Oh, yeah, fuck that guy. He didn't look... Shut up. (laughs) Uh, He didn't, like, look at me. Like, he didn't look in my ears or my mouth, like, none of the holes. He didn't do the turn... That's what I'm saying. He didn't do, like, turn your head and cough. It's like the only time I've ever been upset that I paid a man for his time and he didn't touch my balls. Just like that. That's what it's like. That would be more like the testicular lump exam. What do they call that? You know what I'm talking about when you're looking for when you're looking for lumps in your balls? I don't know. I never have that problem with my psychiatrist. He always touches my balls. Yeah, I'm part of the alt right now. I culturally, I met uh, someone who was a liberal elite from the coast, and she was asking about Minnesota, and she's like, "Do you have Mexican food there?" And then I joined the alt right. I don't have a joke. I was just, if you, as a rich person on the coast, don't want to live in a place, there are probably Mexican people there. Okay, bye. So 
Yoda. Here, tell the people outside to not be so loud. Tell them not to be so loud. Tell them, say, tell them out there, go, guys, if they're going to be loud, they got to be away from the door because... No, no, no. They should come back. Well, they have to. Uh, Alyssa and Adrian have to come back in because they have sets and they have to be, they have to, they're supposed to be training, but I understand. It's hard to keep attention for a whole two hour show. It's, I know it's hard, but they're going to have to learn because they're going to run their own shows. I know it's hard to pay attention. It's really hard to pay attention for two hours. You should see me on Joke Workshop on Monday. All I want to do is smoke, but then I'm like, fuck, they're only four minute sets and then I have to pay attention to them and I have to say something intelligent. That was a, that was a, um, that was a commercial for Joke Workshop. <laughs> Come on Mondays from 6 to 8. I will pay attention to your jokes. What, what happened? Oh, you're not up next, but soon. But go back in there and, and check things out and be, yeah, no pee. Peeing is good. Hopefully, um, I will get more liquids in my body to pee soon. And I already looked and I'd forgotten. And that is my problem. Hey, look, you ran, you, you ran the room without even having to say anything. <laughs> The room was walked before he talked. Uh, but hey, the last couple sets I've really, really enjoyed. Not that I don't enjoy every set, but uh, the last set I remember enjoying very, very much on Monday. Everybody, clap your hands wildly. He brings the peanuts. He's got the nuts. <laughs> it's George Davis. Yay! Hey, everybody. We're going to let that play for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. All right. All right, there you go. People are dumb. I like starting with that. <laughs> because uh, they say shit like, um, hey, man, don't drink the Kool-Aid, man. You can drink all the fucking Kool-Aid you want because they drank fucking Flavor-Aid, morons. And if you don't know what flavor aid is, it's the thing right next to the Kool-Aid. When you buy Kool-Aid that's ten for a dollar, flavor aid's like fifty for a dollar, dog, right? It's made out of fucking cardboard and stuff. So anyway. I wanna do my dumb flavor aid joke. Okay, here we go. Um It's sad, like you always hear shit like, um I'm gonna get talk to these people. <laughs> it's always sad when uh, they always say shit like speaking of shit people say like you can't outrun a bullet you know you can't outrun death you know stuff just comes behind you I learned a new one like a couple of weeks ago I think now um, Carrie Fisher died and then like and that was sad you know Princess Leia dies that's a sad thing and then her mom dies the next day and that's funny. <laughs> because if you know anything about Carrie Fisher, you know one fucking thing. If you've ever read Postcards from the Edge, she talks about sex and drugs and Hollywood and underage fucking on shampoo and shit, right? You're like, wow, that's a fucking crazy book. But at the end of the day, she comes back and forth. She reminds you of one fucking thing. If you come away with nothing from this book, Carrie Fisher wants you to know, my mother is always stealing my fucking spotlight. <laughs> fucking bitch dies a day after her mom. When the fuck does Star Wars, like Trump fucking, uh, what is that? Uh, 
not the sound of music, of singing in the rain. It's a Hollywood classic. That thing was bona fide since the 50s. And fucking Carrie Fisher's got to show up. Hey! He's like, oh, fuck yourself. So I always, in my mind, right now, I just picture if there's like a heaven, you'll see Carrie Fisher and fucking her mom. Instead, it's Tom and Jerry. But like fucking the sad part is Carrie Fisher's Tom. And like at the end of the day, you'll always just see fucking Debbie Reynolds like this. Winning like a motherfucker. Fuck you, Debbie Reynolds. Fuck off. All right. And then, like, the last thing I was going to do was, um, oh, God. Speaking of, like, weird old ladies, I'll just do this one. I was going to do something else, but I'll do this. Fucking, I was watching Carrie today. I don't like fucking Stephen King, but I love fucking Carrie, dog. And I love Piper Laurie and Carrie. Eve was weak. Bam! Eve was weak. Bam! And fucking Carrie's all like, uh, Eve was weak, mama. <laughs> She's like, and the mom goes like, yes, Eve was weak. <laughs> it murders me every time. All right, let me do the last one. All right, Jeopardy. Alex Trebek. Dumb asshole. The worst part of Jeopardy is always a Q&A. The Q&A goes like this. Hey, uh, Mike. So I hear you collect uh, teaspoons. Yeah, Alex, uh, I have seven. All right, let's play Jeopardy. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning, good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning, good morning to you. Sorry, it's a little singing in the rain homage. Debbie Reynolds versus Carrie Fisher, two of my favorite people of all time. They both died. It's very sad. To the death. You know, and they should they should come out that um remember that thing on MTV Celebrity Deathmatch? They should have Carrie Fisher versus Debbie Reynolds, you know, forever. Celebrity deathmatch. She's got her Princess Leia buns and she rips them off and throws them like bombs. And fucking, yeah, and, and then, yeah, fucking Debbie Reynolds top dances on her face and on her ass. <laughs> what about that, bitch? You're my mom, for God's sake. Hi. Uh, your next comedian, she's another really funny lady. She has a show here on the stations every Sunday from 6 to 8 called The Immutables. You guys are going to love her. Clap your hands wildly for Trina Roderick. Yay! Oh, my God. You guys, thank you so much for having me. I uh, I hate Facebook. You guys, I officially fucking hate it. I'm just going to admit that I hate it. Um, I don't want to hate it. I want to like it. But I feel like like there's just some things like you. if you don't grow up with, you can't really learn right. You just, you're just done. You just can't. You know what I mean? Like, uh, sorry, I'm editing jokes in my head as I stand here and smile pathetically. I feel like a, th a toddler, like have you ever been around a toddler who like is trying to spray a hose at somebody but they've got it pointed at themselves by accident and don't know? Right, that's me on Facebook. I'm just basically waterboarding myself. That's basically. 
like I know I'm fucking this up, but oh well, let's just gonna we're just gonna make it happen. Oh really? See, exactly. These are the tips and tricks you learn when you grow up with something. Right? All the fucking fake news on there. Did you guys see that article? It's probably just clickbait for me, but there's this article about how, like, you know, 40s is the new 20s, right? Like, 40s is the new sexy. I'm like, I, that's got to be fake news because that's seriously going to fuck up my comedy game. Like, I'm relying on that cat shit to, like, de-sex, right? I mean... Which is what we're supposed to, like, that's one of the tricks you'll learn. Joan Rivers, so good. You've got to, she said in, in, in the documentary, you've got to de-sex, right? Like, because she had, like, all the layers of fashion on, right? But underneath all that, her body was chiseled. Yeah, yeah like, out of that memory foam stuff. <laughs> That's why, that's why, like, you know, if, 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 uh, you know, she was fucking around with your man, you'd know, because there would be, like, a dick imprint. (laughs) Right? She's like, the women in the audience need to know that they could be around your man. You could be around their men for 85 years. You wouldn't touch them. That's what she says. Because, uh, you know, you're going to know, because she's going to have the dick print if she's been fucking with your man. Um, so anyway, yeah, so cat material, I'm gonna stick with it because I gotta, I like, I feel like this whole 20s is the new 40s. That's like really the 20 year old millennial chicks can't do sexy. Like, really, you just in your 20s, you all you gotta do is just exist in your sexy, like in your 20s. Like, how are the millennials fucking that one up too? I don't get, how are they fucking that one up? Ah, So my cat, Pam, best therapist I've ever had, honestly, will be in session, one of our sessions, like right in the middle of the session, she'll wake up, right? I'm crying. She wakes up. She always knows the right thing, the right look. Right, so she'll she'll stare at me because she wants to really get it right, right. So she'll give me that long. I mean, it's more of a staring contest than a, you know, inspection. She lets. That's how she works as a therapist. Domination. That's her thing. <laughs> and uh, she'll just like out of nowhere just look at me like, "Quit your crying, bitch! I'm trying to sleep." <laughs> the right thing to say every fucking time. The right thing to say, you know what I mean? I stopped crying, works. I tried to get her registered as an emotional support pet, you know? She's like, oh no, don't put that shit on me. The fuck hell's to the no. I'm not responsible for your emotional, hell no. Trina Roderick, everyone, loves her cat almost as much as I love mine. That is some exciting shit. Well, I mean, I am freaking out about my cat right now because he won't even eat the salmon jello I made for him this week. He just hasn't been eating, and I'm really worried about my beautiful cat. Uh, But I'm not worried about your next comedian because she's incredibly funny. She's going to make you laugh. Put your hands together for Allison Hooker! Thank God. 
for face. His face all chrome. His face is a spin. He's got a spin for face. So I was on my way over here just now, and I walked by this guy, and when I walked by, he's all, damn, you've got a little fat booty. And I was like, oh my God, did that just happen in San Francisco? <laughs> I was so excited. It has been so long since I've gotten hit on like that in this town. Right? Ladies, are you with me? Like, men do not spit game anymore. That does not happen in San Francisco ever. So I was really excited. Just, I think, like, what's happened is that sex has just gotten a little too easy with all the online dating. You know, men, they just like swipe a few times, send a few texts, and they're in there. It's just, it's gotten so easy that men are turning it down. <laughs> it's like, oh, that? No, I gotta go to yoga. <laughs> right, and he's late, because people are always late to yoga in San Francisco, too. Um, but yeah, I'm not single anymore, but when I was single, I was kind of begging for attention. <laughs> Seriously, like, I, I would walk by a construction site just staring at all of the men. Like one guy looked up and started walking, so I started walking towards him, and he's like waving his arms. He's like, hey, lady, you can't walk here. You need to go around the cones. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm lady, I hate that word too. Like darling, sugar tits, fine, but lady, like I'm not that old, you know? <laughs> Come on. Oh man. But yeah, I mean, women's bars are pretty low in San Francisco. I hear women saying really ridiculous things. Like, yeah, he's an alcoholic and sells coke for a living, but he wants to be an event planner. <laughs> like, at least he has ambition. <laughs> this other friend, like, he never runs around on me. He tells me when he's gonna sleep with other women. <laughs> like, at least he's honest. <laughs> no, I was bad, though. I was like, um, I know I said I wasn't gonna sleep with guys if I had away anymore, but his condoms were expiring. <laughs> I don't like waste. But yeah, I'm not saying, I mean, women, we're not easy either. I mean, we're not even easy for ourselves. Like, I'm 32 years old, and I am still completely stunned by my period every month. <laughs> just every month. What's happening, you know? Go get on the phone with a friend. I'm like, I just don't know what's going on with me. Like, I feel like, I don't know if I like my job anymore. This guy that I've been dating seems like he's really distant like I just haven't been happy lately you know like this shit is deep <laughs> and then three days later just like, oh <laughs> right just all of a sudden makes sense I don't know but guys imagine if this happened to this with anything else in life you know that happens every single month like rent is due you get on the phone with your landlord you're asking me for rent again <laughs> What it feels like, I just paid rent. You're not even asking me nicely. <laughs> That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. My room is really small. Like, I'm 32. <laughs> Why is my room so small? But somehow, we women, we managed to forget. Anyways, you guys, happy Friday. I'm personally so happy that it's Friday. It's always a pleasure coming to Mutiny. Peace. Alison Hooker, everyone. Trying to confuse him in the booth. See, another wrong microphone. Woo! See, they're getting it. We're training all kinds of people today. Mutiny Radio, we're doing it. We're messing around with them. Uh, one of your people tonight who is training, she has a new show coming up on Mondays from 2 to 4 called Good News 
with Alyssa Westerland, and I'm excited about it. And you should be excited too, because who said earlier that you're the strongest? It was Rachel. Because <laughs> she's just with aggression. She's going to do her jokes right now with four times more aggression than you've ever seen. Clap your hands wildly for Alyssa Westerlund. Yeah. Oh, my God. You guys and ladies, ladies, more importantly, I'm here for you. I'm not going to fuck any of these men. Okay. Um, you know, I, I just have to be honest really quick. I have been on mushrooms since Christmas. Okay, I'm high right now. I'm very high. Uh, I have worn this exact outfit uh, since Sunday. Um, I did wash it once. I don't know how I did that. I'm pretty sure it was in the shower. I just wore the clothes in, and then I rang them out. Um, anyway, uh, microdosing. If you're not familiar, is where you take a tenth of a threshold dose of mushrooms, right? So I don't know how big you are or what you need, but uh, you know, I, I used to just eat eighths of my sh mushrooms, like you know, it was no big. I just eat an eighth, which is 3.5 grams. Turns out that's a lot of mushrooms. <laughs> Five grams is a heroic dose. Uh, 3.5 is like pretty much, if you're, you know, um, hold on, let me, let's talk about my ego real quick. Just want to affirm it. Um, I don't know how big you are, but I'm a size zero. Suck it. Um, it's fucking cold for a, for a size zero out there. <laughs> I know while you're hating me, you're warm. Uh, I'm a lefty. They say, they say we're, we're, we're smarter. We're not. Um, I'm a ginger. They say, uh, what do they say about us? We're all kinds of things. That's true. <laughs> totally valid. Um, right, not a stepchild. My biological parents are proud of me. Um, they are proud of me, you guys, despite the, uh, the fact that I'm unemployed and I've had three abortions. They are still proud of me. Uh, so I'm here to talk about shame. I want to talk about my shame. That's all I want to talk about. I am a bleeder. I'm on day 15 right now. You know what that means. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> and definitely don't trust me because I should be dead. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. But we got other bleeders in the house. We got some bleeder. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got some bleeder pride. Bleeder pride. Are you guys going to the parade? Oh, no, dude, it's fucking red. We paint the town red. <laughs> so fucking great. Um, okay, so I, uh, I'm, I'm looking for love, but I keep getting invited to all these orgies. You know, and I go. 
But uh, no, I did meet this new guy, and it's it's promising, you guys. Uh, the first night I spent at his house, he said, Alyssa, we are not going to have sex. And I said, thank you. <laughs> thank you. But we did do a lot of heavy petting. I think I think the kids call it dry dry humping. Um, it's pretty underrated, yeah. and it's not that dry. <laughs> Gets pretty wet, uh, but we did eventually go to sleep, and uh, then he promptly woke me up to to tell me that I snore, and I knew that. Uh, but he's this tech guy, and he, he, he's got this whole other life. He's got this thing called Amazon Prime. <laughs> he can just order whatever he wants, whenever he wants it. So he ordered me some nose strips. And then he, uh, and then he threw in some toothbrushes. <sighs> so I live there now. <laughs> Thank you very much, you guys. Alyssa Westerlund, listen to her on Mondays from 2 to 4 on Good News. I was going to say something, but I don't remember now. Never mind. I had a good tag. I had a good line. I was going to help. I just, I don't remember. And I'm not even on shrooms. I suck. Uh, Your last comedian of happy hour, the happiest of hours. Yay, she's been training. Yay. She has a new open mic and uh, whatever she wants in podcasts. Maybe a showcase once a month. We don't even know what's going to happen. We don't even know. But it's going to be Tuesdays from 8 to 10. That's what we do know. So clap your hands wildly for Adrian Villanon. So I kind of had a shitty week already. Like, it, no, it's okay. I mean, like, physically, that too was an issue this week. Like, someone gave me a piece of gum on Tuesday, and ever since then, my stomach has been fucked up. It's Montezuma's wrath all over. I don't know. I haven't taken a solid shit in like three days. It's fucked up. Way to kick off a new year, right? On top of that, I go to the corner store by my work, and I ask the dude for a pack of cigarettes, and he cards me, which kind of pisses me off because I know I look fucking old enough for a pack of cigarettes at least. I know that. I know that. Drinking, fine, but cigarettes, fucking just give me the pack, bitch. Make me pull out my wallet. Because I was already in the throes of like, bitch, I need to go home. There's issues here going on. And uh, now he's from India. You could tell. You, you could hear it in the voice. You could, you know, everything like that. And uh, I took the liberty to cover it for you folks, but uh, I had two dwarf giants in between my eyes that somehow supernovaed into a red, like a red giant. And it has been rocking and hanging out there for like a month and a half and has ceased to like finally implode and like, you know, go in and cave upon itself. So it's left a little bit of a mark. And he goes after our contract, our transaction, everything. Bindi? And I, first off, I, stunned, just was like, no, it's a scar from a pimple, thank you, and promptly walk out. Now, immediately, I start to think to myself, I'm like, homie, you grew up in India, like, I could hear it in your fucking voice, you saw that shit on a daily fucking basis, this shit's muted, it's not fucking fire engine red, like, right here in the middle of my fucking forehead, like a perfect symmetrical dot. Like, it's this fucking, like, oblong, muted shit in between my eyes. Like, fuck you. Like, 
fuck you. Like, oh, you pissed me off. I had to take a shit to you on the way home. It was fucked up. Like, like this is, this is, this is I'm piling upon. It was fucked up. And so here I am thinking, like, like, when is it appropriate to tell people there's things on their face? Like, you know, there's like a fucking bug, all right? There's a cucaracha fucking crawling down your face, a fucking spider, you got a piece of fucking potato salad hanging out on the side of your face or some shit like that. That's when you go, hey, you got a little something there, you know? <laughs> hey, you know, you might wanna uh, go, you know, that's when you go, hey, there's something on your face. Any other fucking time, don't bring it up. They fucking know it's on their face. It's their fucking face, okay? They fucking know it's there. Leave it the fuck alone. God, just like, it's just so, inc- like, can he even apologize about it? He was just sitting there, just like, cur- just like, oh, okay, huh, good to know. Just fucking in for, ah, dick bag. Anyway, Trump's America. We'll see where he is in fucking six months. Just kidding, people, just kidding. No, not that vindictive, maybe. Um, I was thinking about uh, hand jobs. Like, girls really don't need to learn how to give a good hand job. Like, blow job's another thing. You gotta, you gotta take the time to learn that shit. But a hand job, no, no times. You know, the reason why is like, perfect example. Juan Medina is Sega Genesis, right? And his up, down, left, right, up, down, trigger, trigger, right, trigger, left, trigger, right, up, down, but like B, left, right, 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 left isn't gonna comply with Juan Medina's Ocarina Time Zelda Nintendo 64 cheat codes, you know what I'm saying? Which will be like, down, 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 up, 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 left, right, but, you know, right, trigger, right, trigger, left. Those cheat codes don't comply, you know what I mean? Each fucking hand job is its own fucking thing. You ain't gotta know, like, you know, there's not a universal hand job. There's no such thing. You just gotta know the cheat codes for what you're playing at the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all I'm saying. So just don't take, waste, don't waste your time, people. Hand jobs are a fucking individual. Learn to give a good blowjob. Anyway. <laughs> Adrian, keep it going for her. I say keep it old school. Get the old Atari, you know, just the joystick with the one button, right? You just take it all the way back to old school with just the joystick. And the best thing is that you can take that joystick off and you can lick it and you can stick it on your head and you can wear it as a unicorn horn. <laughs> for as long as you want. And if you're a baby lesbian, you can try to fuck your friends with your forehead with your baby. I'm sorry, no, I never did. No one ever did that as their children. Um, I hope they didn't. They were, wow, experimental. Thank you guys for being here at Happy Hour. Uh, I'll show everybody how to close this all up. Just bring up the music and clap for yourselves. Yay! There ain't nothing wrong. Everything is on a raft without a patter. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. 
an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! hour what could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets kittens unicorns porn maybe oh well stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every friday from 6 to 8 p.m but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at mutiny radio fm index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org so come live or listen later or 
to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! You must have heard it on the news.